This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Coming up on 5-Minute News. Questions over new House Speaker after funding bill announced. King Charles fails to apologize for colonial violence in Kenya. And open hatred of Jews surges inflamed by war in Gaza. It's Wednesday, November 1. I'm Anthony Davis. Mike Johnson, the new Republican House Speaker, faces an early test of how well he can unify his splintered majority as he tries to avoid a partial government shutdown a little more than two weeks away. The fourth-term lawmaker from Louisiana will try to pass three 2024 spending bills, which could help placate hardline conservatives before turning to a stopgap measure to keep federal agencies funded past November 17. Johnson has already heeded hardliners' demands by calling for a Thursday vote on a $14.3 billion bill to aid Israel in its war with Hamas. He has severed that aid from funding for Ukraine, despite objections by Democrats and some Republican moderates, and heeded hardline calls to pay for the aid by cutting money Democrats previously allocated to the IRS. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said he was deeply troubled by the move. The new speaker knows perfectly well that if you want to help Israel, you can't propose legislation that is full of poison pills, Schumer said on the Senate floor. The measures will pose an early test of Johnson and his narrow 221 to 212 majority's ability to agree amongst themselves and to work with Democrats who hold the Senate majority and the Oval Office. King Charles has spoken of Britain's abhorrent and unjustifiable acts of violence committed against Kenyans during their fight for independence, but stopped short of an apology despite human rights groups demanding one. The monarch made the comments in a speech delivered during a banquet in Kenya held in his honour, in which he referred to the greatest sorrow and deepest regret for the wrongdoings of the past. While Kenya's president, William Ruto, praised the king's exemplary courage in shedding light on uncomfortable truths, he described the colonial reaction to African struggles as monstrous in its cruelty. He added that much remains to be done in order to achieve full reparations. Earlier, the Kenya Human Rights Commission urged King Charles to offer an unequivocal public apology. The commission has claimed 90,000 Kenyans were executed, tortured or maimed during the British administration's counter-insurgency. Between 1952 and 1960, at the height of Kenya's fight for independence, British soldiers forced about 1.5 million Kenyans, who were suspected to be part of the Mau Mau anti-colonial uprising, into concentration camps, where they were subjected to torture, rape and dehumanising treatment. 
The UK reached an out-of-court settlement of £20 million in 2013, with 5,228 Kenyans involved in a class-action lawsuit over the abuses committed during Kenya's emergency period of 1952 to 1960. The payout, accompanied by a statement of regret from the British government, followed an 11-year campaign and legal battle against the UK, initially filed by five elderly Kenyans. In Los Angeles, a man screaming, kill Jews, attempted to break into a family's home. In London, girls in a playground were told they were stinking Jews and should stay off the slide. In China, posts likening Jews to parasites, vampires or snakes proliferated on social media, attracting thousands of likes. These are examples of incidents of anti-Semitism, which have surged globally since the attack by Hamas gunmen on southern Israel on October 7, and subsequent war on the Islamic group launched by Israel in the Gaza Strip. In countries where figures are available from police or civil society groups, including the United States, Britain, France, Germany and South Africa, the pattern is clear. The number of anti-Semitic incidents has gone up since October 7 by several hundred percent compared with the same period last year. In some countries, such as the US and Britain, Islamophobic incidents have also increased since October 7. In the case of the anti-Semitic incidents, most consist of verbal abuse, online slurs or threats, graffiti and defacing of Jewish properties, businesses or sites of religious significance. Physical assaults represent one significant proportion. One common thread is that anger over the deaths of thousands of Palestinians as a result of Israel's bombardment of Gaza is invoked as justification for verbal or physical aggression towards Jews in general, often accompanied by the use of slurs and tropes rooted in the long history of anti-Semitism. The climate of fear is worse for many Jews than in previous rises in anti-Semitism linked to flare-ups of violence in the Middle East, linked to flare-ups of violence in the Middle East, partly because of the intensity of the Gaza conflict and partly because of the trauma of October 7. The most chilling anti-Semitic incident globally was the storming of an airport in Russia's Dagestan region on Sunday by an enraged crowd looking for Jews to harm after a flight arrived from Tel Aviv. In Buenos Aires, pupils at a well-known Jewish school were asked not to wear their usual uniforms to be less easily identifiable, parents said. Other schools cancelled planned camping trips and activities outside of their premises. At Cornell University in upstate New York, security was increased around the Center for Jewish Living after online threats, including a call for it to be bombed. Official responses to the surge in anti-Semitism has varied from country to country. In the US and Western Europe, authorities have mostly been quick to express strong support for Jewish communities, denounce anti-Semitism, and in some cases, reinforce security at relevant locations. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.